The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the car that's got style and substance to spare, the all-new RAV4. Featuring a sophisticated, muscular new interior with premium options like a JBL audio system and a panoramic roof. The all-new RAV4, Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to Winging It, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, and of course, joined by my two awesome co-hosts, Ms. Carter and Kemp Bazemore. What it do? Baze, what are you doing over there? It's like a little dance? Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining the beat dropping on the pod. Oh. Well, I feel always, like we should play that it sometimes. It always drops on your on the downbeat. That'd be it's awesome. It, you guys picked the right one, by the way, because I get a lot of compliments on it. Some people have said they try to Shazam it. You sound like a rapper when you I come in on there. I'm a rapper. It's pretty awesome. What's your rap name? A to the Z? Just Finn. A Finn. <laughs> a Finn? <laughs> okay. We are going to be doing fan questions, a little mailbag episode. We just wanted to connect with some fans and hear what you guys wanted to hear. So we will jump right in. Okay, we'll start with the big Ethan. Who is the best NBA golfer not named Steph Curry? That's um, currently in the league or not? Let's say currently, just Current. to keep it easy. Yeah, Shoot, it's, it's tough. I, I just know some golfers. Me personally, I know Mike Conley, mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry, um, J.R. Smith, JR, oh, Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple. My bad, GT. Garrett oh. Temple. Godly. It's midnight on the East Coast. <laughs> we play golf all season. <laughs> George Hill is, is slowly attempting to become a golfer. But uh, the ones that are guys that I know that really play, you know, that's the ones that I know. How about, about uh, Ken Bazemore? Well, I mean, we know that. Would you it. say you're the best in the league, though? I'm close. I'm gonna be there. Eagle Dollar, real soon. There's other guys. I mean, Clay's starting to play a lot better. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of guys who are trying to get into it. Kip, I need you to pick one person, best golfer, not named Steph Curry. Uh, My vote's for Kent. He's yeah. Here, uh, probably. I can't vote for myself. Yeah, you probably up there. Kyle Lowry can play. Kyle can play. You're probably oh. a little better than us. Come mm-hmm. on, can't vote for you, yourself. I, I, You're never me selfish. I either say Kent or Conley, Mike Conley. Okay. He lefty? He yeah. Play, yeah. He plays left. It'd be fun, man. We just got to settle it. Yeah, you guys got to play. You, know where to find you and me. Mike Conley. No, I was talking with Cal. We were trying to, that's something that would be a pretty cool thing. Is like the players that are, who actually play. Yeah. Find some time either before, right right before the season start, do like a little golf tournament, like a NBA players golf tournament. That would be cool. I think that'd be you could raise cool. money for something you know, too. Because I know you know they do the big I ones get in Tahoe the spectators and out there. They do the pro ams before tournaments, but that'd be great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um I played a Matt Barnes tournament in, in SAC some years back and he he had a a, a very nice one. Big leaderboard. Oh all right. Gallery everywhere. It we was, should get him dope. on the pod. Matt Barnes. That'd be awesome. Where is he at? I did see on his Instagram he just opened a like dispensary or something, yeah, he's right? He's had that for a while. Matt's killing it. Shout out to Matt, man. There you go. What a That's guy. one of those, you know, we were talking about, uh, oh, I think we talked about it with D-Wade, those teammates. You 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 hate playing against them. Yeah. But you love to have him as a teammate. He's a great teammate. Great teammate. So this one is from SJ Anderson on Twitter. This is for Kent. You've been repping short shorts for a while now. What inspired you to rock the short shorts and did slash does anyone clown you for them? You know, I kind of like to, Lead by example for the, for the youth. Stop it, man. <laughs> what? Bro, I'm serious. <laughs> you, know, you know, I like to wear my shorts up, shirt tucked in, show the knees off a little bit. But nah, I, I don't know. I, I think of, you know. John does that a lot too. Bro. Yeah. But he's always done that. He didn't do it because you do it, right? No, yeah. I mean, some guys just like, some guys prefer that. And then with all the new no, league rules and stuff. Young guys prefer that now. That's like the, that's like the young guy thing. Now. Well, yeah, that's right. You, because yeah. when I started, John Stockton was kind of the the, True. the only guy, and they used to be like, "Yo, man, John needs to put some more thread." Well, on Archibald, well, Nate Archibald, well, I didn't play against Nate oh, Archibald. My bad. What's <laughs> 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 going on here? Archibald, I did play against Stockton though, so it was just like one of the like he's like he was showing like mid thigh. I was like, it's "Man, too much. you fall wrong." Yeah, <laughs> never mind. <Whoop>. But <laughs> what? <laughs> So it's just like one of that, and then of course the Fab Five, and I mean MJ kind of was the yep, the catalyst in the league, yep. and then the Fab Five kind of went with the long shorts, and that that's where the phenomenon came about as far as long shorts, you know. So you look at back in two thousand era, like you see our gear is just 
I that's never like long shorts. But I'll stop. So at ODU, like my jersey was like a 2X. Like it was so big. My shorts were huge. But that was just how they were making stuff then. Yeah. Look at my to... jersey in Jersey, man. My my jersey used to hang on my shoulders so Shoot. big. I used, to, I, remember I used to always have to pull man, it back on my bro, shoulder. Like, that's I, just how it was. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of something I grew into. And uh, being skinny kind of helps me a little bit. I just prefer it. And I think respect. the young kids respect it. I like to be cool for the young guys. Well, I think it just took on a, a, a life of its own when the, the skinny jeans started to happen. Oh, wow. You know, everybody started wearing the tighter shorts. Then it became the tighter shorts with the shorter. They're so skinny or stick to your legs where you can't right. pull them up now. See, your like, calf muscles, did, yeah. Man, you see your credit card in your pocket. <laughs> Come on, player. <laughs> you need a little breathing room. My opinion. You know who wears short shorts is Victor Oladipo. We want to say prayers up for him. For sure. He up, yeah. just went down. Yeah. That, it did not look good. I think he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Has to have yeah, surgery. So at an all star level, obviously, yeah. and he is an all star. He played great against us. Yeah, great dude. Very personable. You know, you can see is how great of a person he is. Kind of from the um, dunk contest when he came out singing. You know, oh yeah, yes, that was great. Who, who he was. So you feel bad for any guy that goes down. Yeah. Uh, rather, you know, if you have a good relationship or not, it's like a small fraternity of sure. us and, and brotherhood. And we definitely want to beat up each other. And sometimes we have our differences. But as far as you injuries, don't wish that on nobody. you don't yeah. wish injury right. on anybody. That's terrible. So we're thinking about you, Vic. This one is from Ferris613. I'll ask you this one. Vince, top five clutch performers of all time. Uh, most of the guys I'm going to pick are most. Uh, it's tough to pick guys that are currently that I'm currently playing against. I just can't. I, I just never believed in that. So, you know, people hear it and be like, "Oh, what about yeah. you know such and such?" So they're going to have their opinion. That's why. So, I mean, I definitely you know MJ Cole AI. You got two more. Can you get Cuzzo? Yeah, I, I, I was probably going to say Shaq and T Mac. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm I'm forgetting. I mean, you're talking about 21 years, but yeah, I'll go with that. That's good. Baze, you got five. Five, five more? Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you have hit a few yeah, game-winning buzzer nah, beaters man, this season. Nah, nah, nah. Shoot. Uh, no, nah, I, I would have put like D-Wade on there. I would have put, I mean, I would, you can't really, I mean, after the five he named, it's like, right. I ain't see Kareem. Kareem I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't play against him. Anybody want to make that clear. That's what I'm starting to clear the air. But the, the question was, that I in my time, so I, I mean, MJ, yeah, I mean, my I'm I'm, I'm sticking with my five. Yeah, you good. Yeah, Baze, this is from Cracker Jacks nineteen. What's more likely, Vince winning the dunk contest currently, or Dirk winning the three point contest currently? <laughs> That's the easy answer. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dirk. Yeah, I mean, because like, Vince got to be in the dunk contest to even win it, right? <laughs> bro, but like. That's a tall task, man. Like the dunk contest ain't Especially easy. Yeah. Like dunking ain't easy. Dunking is not easy. Like, and you know, a lot of people think someone would bounce, and we we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think you know a super athletic guy can just go win a dunk contest. Like so much that goes into it. You know, obviously he has to be creative, but you know, does he have the guts to go out there and perform in front of a lot of people with a lot on the line? You know. You know, you don't want to be embarrassed out there, you know, missing dunks or getting And I hung. think that plays a lot into guys' mind also. With social media being like it is now, right. I think they, they worry about that stuff, what's going to be said yeah. if they... Yeah, you miss them. Miss I, I could be wrong, but you get at hung. the same time, man. You can be a meme. All, all day. Oh, uh, GIF, GIF, GIF. Yep, yeah. GIF. As, as soon as you get to your phone. What's GIF stand for? Right, sure. right, right, right. <laughs> That's a right. good one. Uh, got another one from E. Shro. Vince... Do you ever wonder how the past 20 plus years would have gone if you had taken that music scholarship? I kind of know how it would go. How would it <laughs> I have mean, gone? I would either be an artist, producer, uh, or engineer, obviously, because I, I still love music to this day. Dabble in music, you know, I have an ear for it still. I have a great appreciation for the creation of uh, of music. And I have producer friends and I have friends who are artists and I've sat in sessions and I see what it takes to kind of create, you know, great music and music, you know, that they enjoy. And that's that's where I would have been. I mean, I've been right there in the studio in the mix of it, just doing what I do. With like Quavo, 2 Chains. Well, no telling at that time, you know, so I would have been at it for 20 plus years. So I'm hoping, you know, I would have had a 
long resume of people, you know, because I, I still would have, you know, I, I played a couple, I played like seven instruments. So uh, at that time, you know, if I wasn't an artist of my own, I would have definitely been on the production side as far as just doing melodies for 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 producers and, and on beats and on songs. So you would have came, you would have came up at the right time, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Like that was, you know, the heyday of music and. Mm-hmm. I, it hasn't been the same since, you know, there's a lot of, it's, I mean, some guys sprinkled in there now that could have been, you know, relevant back at that time. But for the most part, like music back then was just solid throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, you I mean, you weren't skipping songs on the shuffle right. or radio. And like, you look at some of the, the, the music, well, you think about the music back in that time, um, whether it's uh, rap or uh, or R&B or whatever. They had more. They had. They were a little more musical on the tracks, right? More so than now. They're like eight or eights and beats. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah. Um, for me, uh, that I would have had a lot of work if you would, as opposed to now. It's not as many artists. Uh, I mean, it'd have been more R and B. I think now, but right. Know, that's kind of. Um, oh, this is from Ryan Hikes. Do you notice differences in NBA players from small colleges like Kent with ODU versus big colleges, Vince with UNC? or Annie from Kansas. How often do teammates, colleges come up in conversation? Thanks, love the pod. Thanks, Ryan. We love you too. We have those arguments every, like, pretty frequently. Like, my college team would be your college team. Man, we had blah, a good blah, 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 we blah. Had a, I heard. So it was basically everybody. Was Baylor, team. OU. So it was uh, um, Justin. Virginia. Of course. Uh, Trey. He talked about how he would have Beat everybody's team. Oh my gosh, Justin! Oh, um, lot of uh, Not Kansas. Uh, Villanova, um, Omar, Omari, and uh, Dre. Who St. Joe's? <laughs> yes. What he was tell- he told he was telling <laughs> it all started how Dre was telling Trey how he would have locked all of that up. Yeah, and then See? Justin was telling. How like Baylor? What did Baylor do? I mean, and they were just asking each other, everybody who. That's who, a good question. They were just trying to say who who went farther. And it was just oh man, Villanova spanked Kansas. It's different. Like you gotta think. Like you know, Trey special. Uh, he was a freshman though. I mean, yeah. We gotta you gotta say what year you talking about. You know, I stayed in college. I was in college for five years, so I know I, my junior year was our best season. You know, we went. Really far, we won the championship. I mean, we won the conference two years in a row, and we had a really good team. So my team, went to I know, the final ain't no back to back years. Oh, yeah, I know, ain't no freshman, you know, gonna, gonna smack us like that. You know, it just didn't happen. You know, we had Norris Cole came in; he was a senior. He gave us fits. I saw Seth Curry when he was young at Liberty. Eric Maynard, he was a senior. Him and Larry Sanders at VCU. Like it's it's just it was just a different game back then too. See, like, who came around my time? Steph Marbury. Tim Duncan. You brought a name some goats. Yeah. I shouldn't even say it, my guys. <laughs> Paul, Paul Pierce. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all. Um, Did you lock them up? We had battles. Good battles. Quote what? of the day. Okay. We shooting today. You guys in the right? <laughs> <laughs> we in Chill. the right corner. Chill. You guys what? shooting fadeaway threes in the corner. And TP's like, y'all over here trying to be Kobe. <laughs> Vince's like, no, nah, I'm trying to be me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what I do? I shot the air ball. <laughs> I said, well, it's funny. Oh, man. Good times. Um, Kent, can you read that next question? Andrea T. Best, can we ask questions for the unnamed host? What made her decide to begin a career in sports media? Thanks. I'm so glad you asked. Um, yes, Annie, unnamed host, named host. I got into sports media because I've always loved basketball. Um, my high school was really good at basketball. And then I went to Kansas, obviously. Did you and, play basketball? Well, I played when I was like in fifth grade, but I was never any good. I've always just been a jazz hip hop cheerleader. Now. I've always loved basketball and I've always wanted to be a part of it. And since I don't play, media was easy. And for me, and I've, al- I've always like basketball, being able to watch, be a part of the game has always brought me a lot of joy. So to be able to bring that to other people, I can't play. But what about football or baseball? Like, what made you just pick basketball outside? There's of, something different about basketball. It's, cold it's like, outside. yeah, it's cold outside, first of all. When I cheered for the Chiefs, it was cold outside. And yeah. I just feel like basketball is like more fast paced and it, it can change, I feel like, so much faster than football can. Chiefs, how do you feel about that? I feel sad, but I feel like they had a really good year. They like did. with with, year, with yeah. such a young quarterback and they 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 lost we lost to the Patriots. Like so I wish everybody thought like you. I wish everybody thought like that because they're like, oh, you know, it's like the end of the world. Like, bro, like he's a rookie quarterback. Right. 
took his team to the distance. And can probably is win MVP. With, with win all MVP. that, with all, you know, because he had like a couple of distractions throughout the year too because mm-hmm. he didn't get, it, get into it with a receiver or something. I saw an interview. They had like the same, it was talking about each other haircut or something. It was like, I had this haircut first or something. I was like, wait, what? You know what? You know, it's a lot being thrust into that situation and then, you know, taking your team that far. Uh, not only killing the regular season, you know, he was putting up some impressive numbers, but to do it in the playoffs. And and, and it's and kept by cool far the, the toughest position uh, to hold right. in the league. Right. I mean. You think it's harder to be a quarterback or a point guard? On the championship team? I, I, th- I think it's tougher to, to be a quarterback. Yeah, I agree. It's 11 people on the other side. <laughs> They're trying to take your head off. I mean, yeah, on top of, dudes. you know. Being able to read and react that fast, get the ball to the right receiver, get the ball to the receivers who need it. I mean, the point guard position is tough as well. So I mean, it's right. It's right there now. I'm not saying, but it's right. a, but if you if you mess up as a point guard, there's some guys around you that can clean it up. Whereas or if you, you mess up as a quarterback, guard you're off the ball now. Well, I don't right. Know what I mean, but you got running backs too for that though. You know, there's been some running backs that have kind of shouldered the load for some guys. A little bit, but yeah. it's not as much the same as you but can if have. That quarterback is rattled. Yeah. Yeah, true. it's 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 uh true. It's tough. I mean the point guard rattled too. But yeah, you can take him off the ball. True. If you got if you gotta you, you I'm sure you got somebody else who can handle the ball. So Well yeah, I get, I get yeah. That's us I'm saying, like even still, like, I mean, you just need somebody to get the ball up the court, put your point guard to, or sit him down. Yeah, you can and bring your back up. Bring you, you, DeAndre Bembry like in Nick Foles, bro. What y'all mean? <laughs> right. I feel like in basketball you're more you're obviously you're more willing to bring in your backup. If your right. point guard's not playing well, as opposed to yeah, like if you bring in your backup football. in football, it's like you know, whoa, yeah. Some unless stuff's you going have down. Unless, Nick you, Foles. unless you Nick Foles, right? You know, or you or Tom you Brady, Drew Bledsoe, or like you have like a um, Tom Brady a said. Hill Falcons had a uh, Muhammad Sanu throw a couple of passes this year. Yeah, that's, that's a couple of uh, Tom receivers. Brady said he ain't getting this spot back. Yeah, you might as well go on somewhere else, player, oh. or retire. He went on. He Derek went Anderson in, Cal- in Carolina. Nobody. Crickets. Oh, wait. Damn. Well, don't be getting all big headed because your team went to the <laughs> AOC Championship, bro. It's been how long? Forever, long ever. Time. Ever, ever. We haven't been to the Super Bowl since like the 50s. And I feel like this is kind of, that's kind of how. It was called the, uh, the Super Bowl no. then. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how, I mean, if you look at it, the situation, why that's why Alex Smith was kind of moved on. Uh, moved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the, you know, maturation of Mahomes and they felt like. He can shoulder he the load. Quarterback, yeah. Man. Alex Smith. I like Alex Smith. I yeah. like Andy Reid too as a coach. So it's a good guy for y'all. All right, we're we're gonna pick a few more questions. I'm gonna ask this one, and then I'm gonna have you guys read through and pick whatever ones you want to answer. This one is from K Pasha Seven Bays. Where did the Bays gaze start? And whatever that freeze frame was, whoever whoever caught that from the last game when oh, you were doing that awesome. behind John, that was like <laughs> clutch. It was sorcery. No, nah, so, so I got start? a Bays Gaze page on, on IG. I know. And they, they catch a lot of the stuff. Shout out to Bays Gaze page. I actually met those met those gentlemen at my uh, golf tournament, uh, I think two summers ago. I do remember my first two points now, though. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> when was it? It was in Orlando. <laughs> that was like two months ago? It was in Orlando. My buddy, uh, it was at the end of the game. My my agent told me this, and I trust him. Shout out Austin Walton. Austin. Uh it was a right-handed finger roll right over the rim. Kyle O'Quinn let me go, you know, because it was my guy. He went to North State. I went to ODU. Mm-hmm. So, that was my first two points. Anyways. I'm so glad you remember that. In, I, in Orlando? In Orlando. I died laughing when you guys asked Jeremy Lin when he knew he was going to miss that shot when he got his first NBA shot, and he said the second the ball hit his hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad feeling there. Yeah, I don't really remember where it started. People love it, though. I think maybe my first year here in Atlanta. I don't know. Um, okay, last one from this first page from David Francisco P. Vince. What is your favorite dunk you've ever done? And you can only pick one. I don't know. Oh, you don't My want to answer that? My favorite dunk? Um, this dude probably dunked 150,000 times. Probably. So I say the Olympics. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, because of the stage it was on. And because you didn't realize you did it? I, yeah. No, that is the craziest thing how you almost knocked KG out when you swung. You were, like, you were screaming and then you like yeah. swung your fist. And I swear, it just like, whew. bro, Oops. he would have knocked KG out. I don't know. KG he was, was still like, oh. Yeah, KG would have <laughs> kept going. Yeah. I just can't believe you didn't know you did it. Like, how I do you no not clue. know that you I, that you jumped over a seven footer? 
I can't even yeah, jump over this table. Like that's like that's like next level adrenaline. Because I got the steal. Everybody was running down the transition. I got the steal, so I'm like, let me hurry up and try to get to the basket before. So I remember seeing them there. So I was just like, one, two, dribble, jump. And I just, like I said, I remember touching his shoulder or whatever, hitting him, and then that's it. And now I'm I'm worried about, oh, snap, I jumped too far. I'm not going to make it. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to make a Sprite commercial. Like, I'm going to be short. So now, by that time, I'm thinking about that. I never even thought about, was he still there? Because in my, in my mind, he moved out of the way. Wow. I wish I had. I wish, dude, I had this. This um, I went and bought this sketch pad from Hobby. Lobby? Yeah, that's the one that. Yeah, I think so. I bought a sketch pad from there. And I, I used to draw a lot of the posters I got from Sports Illustrated. And I drew that poster. Really? I wish I, yeah. I mean, like, Where I, would it be? Man, probably in the barn back home with a bunch of other stuff. You got to look for that. Yeah, I got a country yeah. statement right there. In the barn. Not in the barn. storage. In the barn. <laughs> we had a barn in the that's backyard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. country, boy. And then we had a spot where you burn stuff, too, just, just to the left of it. All right, I found another one that I like. This is from Run171. You have one shot, a three-pointer from any spot. I saw this. On the ground is a briefcase and a saw. Make the shot. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Make the shot. You get the briefcase with $100 billion. Miss it, and you lose a limb, arm, or a leg. Question is, are you taking the shot? Yep. <laughs> Left corner. <sighs> Top That's of the key. Spot. Sounds You're taking brilliant. the shot too. If, if, if I do, it's the top of the key. I don't know if I'm thinking about that though. I ain't thinking about losing the limb. Yeah, I'm like, if I'm gonna let this ball go, it better go in. I know that. <laughs> so basically, if if you are you willing to lose a limb, and if I, so, I which use one? My arm. Right you arm. Lose a limb. I, I think. I, yeah. Take my arm. Which one? Right or left? Le- right. Off, right. Uh, right arm. Because you're a lefty. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I need to go get a I need to be able to, Or do you lose a leg? I ain't losing a leg. And then you just... Uh... Some bionic arm. <laughs> Let me finish. I don't even care where you're going with this. Bro. No. Okay. No. I care, I care. No, I'm just saying. I care. No. <laughs> All right, forget it. No, I care. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. If you lose, you lose the whole... <laughs> <laughs> Do you lose the whole leg? I have a lot of questions. Do you lose the whole leg? You lose like the cast- whole leg. Whoa. You said a limb. Yeah, that's a whole that's leg. The whole, I know. The whole limb. Yeah, I was clarifying It's like that. not yep. a notch. This is from Martin Chavez. He says, why the hell did you call it winging it, but yet have discussed chicken wings at all? Well, today's your lucky day because we got 25 wings in here, bro. We're, Bayes loves wings, but the reason, obviously, that we called it winging it is because we have two wings. Yes. I'm, Ken I'm Baysmore just, and Vince Carter, I'm who just, Vince plays the four now. Yeah, I'm just currently donning the four position just for... Um, well, I was trying to get some reps today to work on my yeah. next chapter. You know? Exactly. At the four? Pick yeah. and pop four. It's six five. Yeah, it happens. Ain't getting man. a rebound. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> let me tell you, it's it's a tough world down there when you fight with those big guys Bro, for rebounds. I, I know now. Shoot, I got it. Go ahead. Is it a lot? Is it a lot harder for you, or it's hard? Pretty much just, just trying. I mean, for me, I have to outsmart my opponent. You know, I, I enjoy guarding. You know, playing the four and guarding bigger guys, but you know, I have to kind of what we'd call doing our work early. I have to hit first. Because if some of these guys that I, I tend to guard, if they hit me first, uh, not fun. Not fun. So, um, Who's like the hardest four you've had to guard this year? This year? Just this year. I mean, just some of the guys who are tr- traditional post-up or just bigger guys. Any, I mean, I'd have to think. You had Julius Randle yet? Not yet. Good luck with that. Yeah, boy. That boy. Wow. Bull. Yeah, man. Bull in the chain shot. Bull right there, boy. He would be one of them. Like, just. Do you ever guard John in practice? Yes. That's is that tough? To guard. Yeah, because he's, he's wild too. He's wild. Didn't he headbutt you in the game? Yes, man. And he's my teammate. <laughs> Whatever, you dunked on him in the game. Oops. <laughs> Watch your head. Yeah. So, I mean, all of these guys, I mean, you know, guys like a Blake Griffin, though. I mean, any big man. I mean, I had to guard Cantor a couple times. Like, Oh, yeah, that's crazy. I had to guard Boban one time. That was oh, just, God. That was just ridiculous. He plays the four? Switch, bro. No, it was on the switch, oh. you know, four or five switch. He rose me down. I was. It took me everything. I called myself jumping. We played when we played the Clippers earlier this year. I called oh. myself trying to block it. He still got the end one like I wasn't there. <laughs> he was like, "Excuse me." And <laughs> one, I was like, ah, foul. "He can he can touch the rim, right? Yeah. Just standing." And that's what I was worried about. That's He's just insane. Dunk on me, stand without even jumping. But it happens. What teammate has the weirdest music taste? Which All is from Justin. Fellas. 
Petrisic. All the young boys like that mumble rap. Cole Aldridge. Okay, who's your, who's your, who's your, what about Cole Aldridge? Yeah. Weird, weird music taste, taste, but he like country. He was all over the place. He was all over the place. Currently, all the young fellas. That's mumble, that's tough. Mumble rap. I mean, they all kind of listen to the same. So what's mumble rap? <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. Uh, I really don't know what they're saying. That's a tough one to answer. Ben Wong tweets wants to know who's a great NBA locker room guy that not enough fans know about. Jeremy Lin, he has a different approach. I mean, he has an approach where he'll come up to you and he'll just casually start, you know, or just casually has a conversation with some of the guys about situation. He talks to to Trey a lot uh, about the point guard position. Uh, that's why I think a lot of the reason why he was brought in is mm-hmm. is to, to you know to to teach Trey how to play the position. And uh, I see him talking to a lot of guys, and his his approach is kind of different than mine or Bay sometimes. But I think that's that's one guy who's not talked about as far as a locker room voice or, or leader, you know, because they talk about who who are the older guys. Right. But I think yeah, he's one of them. And I, I got to say Justin Anderson sometimes as well. I was going to say him, man. I was Another really about to say him. Who? He keep it real. Yeah, he, he does. You, really? He tell you what you don't want to hear. And you need that, but uh, he's definitely uh, there again. Another guy with a different approach. Like I say, he's straightforward. He has aggression with it sometimes, which is good. Like I said, it's just different, and uh, I think it's it's great for our team as far as just having guys who are willing to say what they need to say for the better of that player or our team. So, shout out to JA Justin Ennis. from underscore Gregor's underscore. What's the best part for you two of playing together and working on the pod together? We have so many inside jokes. I feel like you guys, podcast aside, have had like really good chemistry since you started playing together. You guys are both laughing at the exact same time. So uh, here's the funny thing. No, don't don't you you try to. You about to blame me? In in, like in the locker room. Just if just FYI, do not look at that guy when something crazy is said in the locker room. I'm stretching. Why? I'm always stretching. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking? Can you explain to us, please? It's usually a, just a look away. <laughs> you know the look, the look away, or the facial expression. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Like it's it's good for the soul. That one, good for the soul. It's good for the soul. <laughs> the million dollar smile. Couple of, couple of guys on the team starting to catch on. Yeah, we have some funny guys in our team. On our team, man. Yeah, we do. Like it's a good group. Man. Yeah, man. I really like this group of guys. And man. it's so easy to get caught up into into b- being below five hundred and and not winning as many games as you want to win. Right. Um, but the 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 cool weird thing about this team and is that everybody gets along, everybody laughs and jokes. But in in doing practice, we push each other, we challenge each other. It gets to the point where guys are about to go at it because we're challenging each other. But yeah, you can shrug it off and get on the bus, and it's just like yeah. old times, right? And it gives off that winning record feel, like we come into yeah. games you know, feeling like that we can win games and regardless of what our record shows. And that that's like, that's a positive vibe. And that's, that's, I mean, I'm sure that's totally different than last year as far as, yeah. you know, and that's kind of what, you know, that's a, a great building block for the future as far as like understanding that regardless of how things go, we stick together. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we, we do a great job of rooting for each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, regardless. like in Chicago, like, you know, D-Ham comes in the game. And he lights it up. It was first couple of possessions, and everyone's over there going crazy, going man. crazy. Like even like Jalen Adams would come down, or uh, Alex Portress. Like those guys come down from the G League. They play like everyone's rooting for them. You know, even when they go back up, Jalen. Perfect example. I was about to say. Yeah, forty example. the other night, mm-hmm. and I think TP Justin, Justin, Justin. Yeah, he FaceTimed him, him, and everybody oh, cool. called him, shot, awesome. he shot him out. Yeah, he was so like, like, you know. It's a good group, man. Yeah, everybody's a part of it. You I know? feel like these past 20 games, you guys have been playing with like a different energy too. Like you guys show up like you're the team that's going to win. Like you're yeah. the team that's in, and you you play like you're going to win. The first couple of games were rough. I feel like mm-hmm. the chemistry was a little off. No one really, rookies were confused, but like it's just been a different was team to lately. Establish themselves right. as, to, you know, who they want to be as an NBA player. Now it's kind of like. And the chip's always going to fall where they may, you know what I mean? Like. It's always going to, like, even itself out. You know, once players put, you know, certain things Egos, aside. All that stuff. And, and like, the hungrier guys will, you know, start to assert themselves, but it always finds this, like, ebbs and flow. Um, so, it, I mean, it's, 
it's not something you should fight. You know, the game always take care of itself. You know, you just got to make sure you, you know, doing the right thing by it. And, and the one thing I say that has happened to this team in those 20 games is everybody has been willing to sacrifice for the good of the team, mm-hmm. which has now taken our team to a next level. Not a lot of hero ball. Exactly. And, you know, everybody tries to compare, which we've talked about, obviously, m- multiple times, is that everybody tries to compare themselves to a Golden State. Well, you know, you you ha- when you could try to compare to a Golden State like team like that, a San Antonio and we was like, oh, we want to, we want our team to be like that. Well, the one thing that they do better than anybody is that they sacrifice for the mm-hmm. good of the team mm-hmm. because winning is is most important. When everybody, when you're winning, everybody reaps the benefit. Everybody gets paid. Everybody mm-hmm. gets acknowledged. And, and so that's that's what we're starting to understand. And we're starting to play for each other and sacrifice. And it's been it's been fun. And it's like the Hawks fans at first are like, oh no, you you know how you know what they say. Oh, you guys should be losing to right. you know whatever. Which I don't believe in that at all because all you're doing now is teaching a uh, you're teaching a losing mentality. And you don't ever want to have a losing mentality when you're trying to teach young guys how to play because that's just like teaching a, a, a toddler new things in the world because they're sponges. So everything you teach them is right. new to them. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're going to kind of stick to. And you don't want to teach guys bad habits because bad habits are obviously tough to break. Right. Hang tight. We'll be right back with Avion Crockett after these messages from our sponsors. Clean up your remote control clutter with Control Center by Cavo. Control Center simplifies your home theater so you can control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use remote with voice control. Plug in your streamer, sound system, cable, or satellite, even game console, and Control Center does it all. Don't waste time fiddling with different remotes or weeding through messy search results to get the content you want. One universal voice remote controls it all, so just say what you want to watch and let Control Center handle the rest. In fact, you can enjoy every second of couch time and easily switch between content without moving a muscle. Let Control Center take your at-home entertainment experience from stressful to simple and enjoy what you want, when you want it, with ease. The best part about using Kavo for me is being able to simply speak what I want to watch and have it on my TV instantly. Shop now and get 40% off Control Center with promo code Winging It. That's $59.95, 40% off regular pricing of $99.95. Control Center is available at caavo.com and Best Buy. Control Center by Cavo, one remote that does it all. With two-thirds of guys experiencing noticeable hair loss by the age of 35, most guys assume losing their hair is inevitable as they age. Some don't care, some shave their hair, some embrace hats, but what they don't know is that there is an FDA-approved medication designed to stop hair loss and even regrow hair. That's why we're excited to partner with our sponsor, Roman. Roman makes it easy to get safe, FDA-approved hair loss treatment all from your phone or computer. And when you go to GetRoman.com slash WingIt, your online visit is free. Consult with a U.S. licensed physician through their secure online platform. No awkward conversations with receptionists or reading bag magazines in the waiting rooms. Once your doctor ensures that treatment will be safe and effective for you, Roman's dedicated pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping and discreet packaging. If you're noticing unwanted hair loss, starting treatment early is key, and Roman can help. And today, Roman is giving Winging It listeners a free online visit at GetRoman.com slash WingIt. That's GetRoman.com slash WingIt for a free visit to get started. Go to GetRoman.com slash WingIt. We are joined by Afion Crockett. Hey! Hey! Insert applause. What's happening though? How's it going? I caught you, VC. Yeah, I'm on it. You quick, boy. (laughs) Pre-Drake. (laughs) <laughs> that's, what I, that's my nickname for him, pre-Drake Right pre-Drake. You hit, you hit oh, the, the yeah. T dot off Real Mr. Six, huh? <laughs> yeah Hey Six God um, So we went to the wrestler's house, our owners, today for a nice little party That was really amazing That was awesome Had a good time It's nice of them to open up their home to not only the whole team But all of us, media and extra staff and all that Right We love the wrestlers Shout out Generous Mr. Very. Tony and Miss Jamie They are so awesome Glad yes. to have them as the bosses yeah they're the best and yeah. their, the food was great did you have some dessert no I didn't do dessert but I had the, everything else the Vince, sushi I accidentally what tell us about your dessert I accidentally had some red velvet how cake. many <laughs> accident two 
He's he's holding up three right now. Yeah. I thought I, one I, thought I saved his life. There was one red velvet cupcake like, left. Look. I was so excited. I thought I was going to get like friend of the day award and I bring it up to him and he's Watch like, look this. right there. There's a full plate of red velvet cupcakes. And who's sitting at the table beside us? Both strength coaches. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, shout out to Marlon Garnett, our assistant coach. Oh, yeah. For bringing our lovely guest on today. Right. MG. Couldn't have done it without you. Yeah, talk about Yeah, pause. how do you know him? Yeah. <laughs> pause. He said, we couldn't have done him without you. Pause. Oh. He's like, yeah. <laughs> That's my guy, brother. We met in church uh, back in like, what, 2000? 99, 2000? Oh, and uh, yeah, it's literally, some people you just meet and you know you're supposed to be cool. And we, we literally said that in the parking lot. One of our mutual friends introduced us and said, man, I think he's in the NBA, you entertainer. I think there's something that y'all supposed to do and we was like yeah all right we're gonna be cool <laughs> and, <laughs> and here we are 2019 <laughs> when did you move i'm here? godfather to his kids and everything when did you move to la 98 shortly thereafter i met mg so you met him here in la yeah la oh so this is like where you guys first became friends yeah. that's beautiful exactly wow that's, that's great facts um, hammy tell us about yourself i know you started off as a dancer is that right oh yeah i'm still a dancer because people always say that they're like yo you started out as it's like I feel like Sammy Davis Jr. like he never stopped from the time you know from the beginning to the end he always did everything Hmm. he always sang he always hosted and danced and you know so I'm just an entertainer so what what dance is your go-to style I feel like hip-hop maybe oh yeah I mean that's that's what I do I started out b-boying and Hmm. popping and locking and house dance freestyle all that so and have you like gone on tour? I, I, I hit a little nay nay though. You oh. know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> when the song, when when Panda come on, you got to do it. You know, you got hey hey. Oh. It just has that that swing to right, it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. I haven't heard that song in a minute. I'm gonna get bass started. I think every every beat now you can you do something. It's the same beat. Could, I just go to my two step. You dance all night, two step, no sweat. Well, that's Is that what you did at your wedding? That's what we no, we stay here. Oh. stay here. Yeah, yeah my father. Stay in your box, baby. Exactly. Stay in your box. If he came outside, if he added a third, there's going to be some problems. There's going to be an injury. <laughs> stick, with, stick with the two. Stick with the two. So where did things go for you after dance? Well, you're still a dancer, but what was the next step kind of for you? Uh, stand-up comedy. So back when uh, Def Comedy Jam was a thing, I know y'all had Chris Tucker on here. So mm-hmm. seeing that era of comedy for me was like, I grew up watching either Eddie Murphy who to me was a rock star black comedian, mm-hmm. or I would watch all the, the white comedians on Evening at the Improv with like blazers on, standing against a brick wall. And I just never, it looked too collegiate for me to even relate to I could be that. Right, right. So it wasn't until, and then Eddie Murphy wasn't relatable because he had on tight leather <laughs> tight and he leather. was just, a, he was a genius, but he, right. had on, he had on tight leather and he just felt like a rock star. And I just right. never thought I could be a rock star right. like him. So it wasn't until Def Comedy Jam where I saw hip hop comedians where they were dancing like me at the end, you know, with dancers and then Russell Simmons and Run DMC was my first concert. So it was it was directly speaking to me. And then the comedians that were on there from Chris Tucker to Bernie Mac, Cool Bubba, Ice Bill, Bellamy, mm. uh, it was just a whole slew of, of dope comedians that look like me, talk like me, dress like me. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, oh, okay, this is something I can actually consider doing and that's how that's literally how I took dancing and I took like voices and shit and I just put them together before you go there it, so comedy was always a part of you as far no, as like no I learned that's comedy that's what I'm saying that's like a, that's I was always a performer right I was always dancing but it wasn't until I saw Def Jam where I saw Cool Bubba Ice he went on and did a full impression set so mm-hmm. I didn't I know that, that that was comedy I was like oh I used to do that around the crib right <laughs> I didn't know you could do it on stage and it's considered a stand-up set. So that's when that's I got the inkling to say, let me try to... That's crazy. Let me try to do it. And that's when I found out who you are. So when I was in college, the, the Jay-Z, Lil Wayne... Uh, oh, yeah, that, that came Cuff, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that came out. And, you know, me and my uh, point guard, Darius James, who's a huge fan, by the way, we were watching him all the time. And, like, I mean, straight comedy. He had the Drake one with the, the thick eyebrows. <laughs> like, you know, straight... <laughs> Straight raw comedy, dog. So and Drake used to actually hit me up. Like this is when Twitter first became a thing, and uh, we used to go back and forth messaging. Like he would see the he would see the the spoof, but he took it on the chin. He was like, "Man, you stupid! Like right. my eyebrows really that crazy?" <laughs> <laughs> but I was also like, "Look, I I only I only mess with you because I really listen to you. You right. know what I mean? Like the music is crazy, 
but admittedly though, I wasn't when he first did the the Blackberry freestyle. This is when I didn't know who he was. I did <laughs> the first spoof I did was direct criticism. I was like, "Hold on, how you gonna be trying to rap on a phone?" <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just funny. So we did the we did the Funk Flex joint. But then after that, right. I really listened to him, and I was like, "Okay, this kid." It, it's very few people who can choose any beat, any genre, and make and just, it work. Right. Mm-hmm. He, right now, he's the only one. Like, okay. I don't know any other rapper that can do that or that has done it. So, s- salute to Six God or Six God Junior. Junior. <laughs> yeah, explain to us why you call him Junior. Because we sitting with Six God right now. <laughs> I know. I, know. Look, people, I wasn't knowing until I saw the documentary. I saw the documentary. Was it Netflix? Yeah. I was like, I, I, look, I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, we always knew VC was nice and beyond nice and and but to to know that he went to a city mm-hmm. and had that much of an impact on that city the only time you hear about stuff like that is you know of course LeBron um which again not to say that no other player has had an impact on the city but mm-hmm. we know about LeBron's impact on Cleveland and then his impact on Miami when he went there mm-hmm. and then going back to Cleveland like he changed the infrastructure mm-hmm. financially like it's it's crazy but to know that you did that in a, a place that you're not even from, or right. you know what I'm saying, like right, 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 right. that that just says a lot about yeah, a not just your ability to play the game, who you are as a person, right. and and right. who you are, you know, how how genuine you are, and that right. people connect with that. Right. People don't connect with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> he learned. He yeah, learned. People I don't actually connect. I watched that twice. It's so good. I learned a lot about Vince through it, and I really same as you. I did not realize the direct impact. He and I thought about like I wonder where the Raptors would be at today if Vince had never gone there because of how much of a change you had on the program, on Facts. the country, on the city. No, on where everything. the city would be, right. not just the Raptors. The country, that whole like, right, that the whole, way just, the way they look at basketball, I think, is because of Vince. Yeah, yeah. it's called and moving just the needle. The, the coolness of the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I'm a Caribbean, so I, you know, when I went to Toronto for the first time, I found my my Trini peeps up there, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I, and I know that Caribbean will always have a presence there, right? But you connected. Toronto to the US and hip hop and yeah, for sure. NBA and that's dope, man. Salute. Thank you. Salute. Yeah, uh, first of all, let me say, you ever been to uh, Carabana? Yeah. I was uh, I so- just happened to be <laughs> I just happened to be working up there one one time. Wow. At the same time as, as Carabana. And, and it's funny you said that. That's that was kind of my way of bringing the US to Canada. And you know, I mean obviously, you know, they you, every, you, we've been there, so we know that the American culture is very uh, influenced there, obviously. So when we did the basketball game, uh, I did, what, four years. We sold out, but, you know, we do, like, between quarters, we dance and hang and play, like, Southern music. Yeah. Right. And put people on the, the A-Town Stomp. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Lean with it, rock with it. Like, we were trying to teach. <laughs> we were out there literally teaching 19,000 people how, how, how we do it. And that's kind of, like, Dang. my way of kind of introducing the American culture, you know, my way through through the basketball was just crazy. So yeah. it caught on, and every year after that, I had players doing the, doing this game during the season. Like, yo, I'm I'm I'm, I'm being Carabana. I'm, I want to be in your game. Right? <laughs> People calling me up. I, I get in your game. Like, who is this? Like, it was <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. So we were talking about impressions. Mm-hmm. I heard you have. I don't like to look them up because I want to hear it here fresh. You have a really good impression of. I don't have no Jay Z. <laughs> no, I don't. That's false information. <laughs> I don't even let people say my name <laughs> because I just go by different names. And so <laughs> it could be like incrimination to be in this interview and like have you say my name. <laughs> so I just, you know, I just prefer that you just stay away from that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep it, keep it right there. Oh my, the laugh don't was say so any, good. Just don't say anything else about my name, okay? <laughs> Because really, people wouldn't even know that it was me just from hearing my voice. They wouldn't know. <laughs> See, you and this, it was the same thing with Chris Tucker. Like, I'm literally in the middle of asking him to start doing something, and then he starts to respond to me as Barack Obama. I'm like, how do you do this? You just like, you're on it. Yeah, Chris. You're always man, ready. S- salute to Chris, man. Because here's the thing I don't, I feel that he doesn't get the, the credit on a I regular agree. basis like he's definitely credited but as a comedian I salute him because I looked up to him uh, still look up to him you know what I'm saying like his Netflix special that he put out was hilarious um, but the whole Rush Hour thing like he broke ground with that you know what I mean 
considering that he's from the generation of the Def Comedy Jam, he took that to the, he one of the first that took it to the Eddie Murphy Mm -hmm. status of filmmaking. You know, Eddie Murphy, no one has done what Eddie's done, but Chris came really close to to that with the Rush Hour thing. And then just being funny, like on Def Jam, he's one of the first guys that had quotables. Man. Pissed off, man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we all- Come here, girl. Come here, girl. There go T, there go T, now that ain't T. Yeah, so salute Chris Tucker. Uh, that was just random sidebar. No, he's great. He's also, these guys do a really good job at picking guests who are actually really good people. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of celebrities that aren't like that, but it's cool for us. I'm kind of getting spoiled. Now I'm going to meet a mean celebrity and be scared. But they've always, Chris was like, they've all just been normal guys. We had D-Wade, Chris Tucker, but they they just act like you as well. Yeah, D-Wade cool as hell. Yeah, just normal, yeah. cool guys. You wouldn't even, if you didn't know who they were, you, they don't act like they're famous, which same with these guys. But Absolutely. Uh, I want to talk about Soul Men. Oh, let's do it. <clears throat> Vince my, was very excited about this one. one. Vince, favorites. I'll let you lead into no, this. No, it's just getting that role, being with legends. I'm talking about mm-hmm. legends. And then you talked about the legendary people earlier. Like, mm-hmm. preparing for that, what did that do for you? Like, how were you, like, your first day of shooting? When you're, you know... Honestly, man, and I don't mean this at all in a negative way, um, I, but I went into it like Iverson versus Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, th- these are my OGs, but I got to show up. And ironically, the film I did before that was with the same director, Malcolm Lee. I did I did some work with Malcolm, so I know him very So you well. know, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's my big bro, right? So we did, he put me in Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. Oh, yes. With a ton of legends. Yes. Martin being the first, um, Cedric was in it, right. James Earl Jones, Mike uh, Monique, Mike Epps. Yeah. So Michael Clark Duncan, rest yeah, in peace. Crazy. <clears throat> so Martin's camp, and I'm a huge fan of Martin. Martin's camp came up to me, and, and my scenes were all directly with Martin. On, <laughs> and then the, the main scene got edited and put on a DVD scene. But anyway, it was this whole conversation that me and him had to have, and I had to do it in character. And I made Martin laugh. I broke him. So his camp came up to me afterwards and it was like, man, we thought you was going to freeze up because most young comedians, when they get on screen with him and they see the lights and everything, and who he they, is. yeah, they, they freeze up. And I was like, nah, man, I, first of all, I've, I've watched him for too long and I respect him mm-hmm. to show up and not do what I'm supposed to do. Correct. So from that, I took that same mentality into Soulman. You know, I've always heard that Sam Jackson is a stickler. You know, so you better know your lines. So I was ready. I, I was like, I don't want him looking at me like I'm some young cat that don't know what he's doing. And then Bernie, me getting on Def Comedy Jam in 95 was only because I was doing a Bernie Mac impression at the time. That's what they know me for. My Def Jam set, I ended it on a Bernie Mac joke. So he influenced me then. And then I was blessed to do his last movie. So it's like, that's God. That's like a full right. circle moment. Yeah. For and those young people who don't know it, can you you mm-hmm. can you can you do that bring line? That, please, can you bring that back? That Which Bernie one? Mac line, the last one. No, I I'll do you even one even better, VC. When we were shooting, <laughs> you remember the scene where they run me over with the car, Lester. Okay, right up. Yeah, yeah and like let me kill you one time at least, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So as I'm laying on the ground during between one of the takes, Bernie at the time was sick, and we were in uh, the Peabody Hotel in Memphis. Right. He was in a lobby. And he would come out and just check and see what's going on to see when his shot was up next. And one time he came out and I was laying on the ground, but they weren't ready. They were just talking about the cameras and doing this and that. And Bernie came out and said, who the fuck got this little motherfucker on the goddamn ground? Get your motherfucking ass off. You gonna get a motherfucking cold and moan y'all this motherfucker. And I said, and I got up and he was like, man, don't let these motherfuckers tell you what to do, man. You, they produce, man. They, they gonna put your health in jeopardy, man. Go, go sit in the, in the warmth. Like he just was like an uncle. Right. Right. He treated me like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he immediately was like, you motherfucker, don't let this no motherfucker lay on this cold-ass ground. It was cold as shit in Memphis at the time. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and so from Def Jam to that, and then the last time I saw him, we were doing the 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 photo shoot for the movies, like DVD and the right. posters and all that stuff. And he was in a makeup chair getting ready to do his his shot. I was leaving out, and he was like, he said, uh, he said, you remind me of myself. He said, you got a lot of Mac in you. He said, just keep it going. And I felt like that was him passing me the torch. And so I'm, I'm still here doing what I'm doing. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, That's crazy. cool. That's really Salute cool. Salute to the OG. Straight legend, bro. Yeah. 
So we have a segment on the show called Welcome to the League, where mm. normally it's been athletes told us their welcome to the league moment, whether they were dunked on by someone or, <laughs> you know, sco- or scored on someone. But what would you say was your welcome to the league, you know, as in entertainment industry, when you realized you really made it, you were there? Welcome to the league. When I realized I made it, honestly, Def Comedy Jam, because that was... You got to understand, I'm fresh out of school, out of North Carolina, like Fayetteville State University. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm from- <laughs> Shout out to Daryl Armstrong. Shout out to Sky, right? <laughs> yeah. Yo, so I'm from that. You know what I mean? I'm from the NAM. Before J. Cole, before anyone right. knew anything about Fayetteville, right. is is me and and Daryl Armstrong. Right. Um, And I think Junkyard Dog, the wrestler, but that's- that's, <laughs> that's taking it back to the That's taking it that's taking the way back. These youngins don't know nothing about that yeah. BC. Yeah, I don't know. It's just we're over the head. Stop it. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, Def Comedy Jam, long story short, I'm in New York. I'm in a theater with everybody from Russell to Cedric, J. Anthony Brown, Steve Harvey, uh, Jamie Foxx, uh, Queen Latifah. Everybody, if you're a hip hop head, Freddie Fox was there. Like it was crazy. Kid Capri, like it was so. And it's not in in New York. It's a different thing. Like in L.A., if you're in that type of, of an environment, everyone's kind of roped off, and mm-hmm. the celebrities is in this corner, and right, you right. can't get to them. Mm-hmm. New York, everybody was just chill. I sat next to Russell and the other directors in the control booth, and <laughs> then I would get up and go upstairs and sit next to so and so. And this, so it was it was. That to me was my welcome to the league, you know. And then in my set, my set started off where the music messed up, and I, you know, I'm a young comedian, so they thought I was about to get get rattled. Yeah, rattled. And so I stayed with it, stayed with it, and then I ended on a nice note. And I remember hearing them talking. Some of them came up to me afterwards. They were like, "Yeah, we thought you were about to about to lose it, you know." <laughs> but then we was like, "Oh, oh, we see what he's doing. The kid got something. The kid got something." So yeah, that was my moment. That was my getting dunked on moment. How many times did you uh, did you appear on Def Jam? Just once. Just, it was just that one time. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have like a set gone wrong moment where it really just wasn't working? They weren't picking it up. Oh yeah. What do it, you do in that kind of situation? You you either you either just give it up, or you try to talk your way through it. Like one one show in particular, me and my boy were doing this this <laughs> this little tavern in West Virginia, but it was full, right? We're talking, we're talking. Hmm. Nobody is laughing in this joint, right? It's, <laughs> if I had to estimate, it's about 150 people, but in a small like tavern. Nobody's laughing. So I say, all right, what do y'all want to talk about? Because clearly none of the stuff I'm talking about is connecting. Y'all don't want to hear shit I'm talking about. <laughs> and somebody said, income tax. I was like, man, fuck the IRS. And they all start <laughs> a couple giggles, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't understand that shit. Like, they just take your tax. Like, they robbing you. Like, and they, they say we're going to give you back your money uh, in March or April, but that's your money anyway that they took. <laughs> so they give you back the money you took. Yeah. It was an IRS convention. That's what they all oh, were there for. Shit. They were the IRS. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so once I found that out, I ran with it. They thought I was going to cower and be like, oh, shit, I'm sorry for talking about y'all. I was like, oh, well, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. And I started talking about people in the office, like how they relate. I was like, who's the snitch? Who's the one? Who don't pay their taxes that works for the IRS? Which one of y'all? What's the loophole? It turned out to be one of the greatest shows for that type of scenario, considering where it started. Um, But yeah, sometimes people just want to be talked about. So to see what people really think about them. Yeah. So once you do it for a, a minute, you you very little things rattle you. You learn how to recover. So I, I asked Chris Tucker this. So you know you up there, you know doing your thing. And there maybe a guy that's like, you know, not laughing or trying to show you up. You know, what's your response to that? Like, what's what, has it happened? It I mean, it happens all the time. It, I was just in uh in Jacksonville, Florida last week. I had six shows. <laughs> Bang them. And uh, yeah, every show. Because my show, uh, and a lot of people haven't seen my stand-up. I'm about, I'm about to do a special. I can push your buttons or hold a mirror up to you hmm. as a societal member. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I talk about your relationship. And I talk about, I hold women accountable for certain behaviors. I hold men accountable for certain behaviors. Mm-hmm. But some people just want to 
want to either respond to what I'm saying or in one show, I came out at the top of the show and I said, yo, y'all look good. And one chick stood up in the front and was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, I look good. And I was like, oh, word, just you? <laughs> that's how you feel? <laughs> you all that, huh? So I spent 20 minutes on her. <laughs> so it's just random. And I, I've learned to not even take it personal. I just feel like people feel like stand-up shows is a, is a conversation. So right. I'm used to having conversations every day. So I just treat it as a conversation that I stay in control of, though. Mm. I can't let them ever take control. 20 minutes is a long time to be roasted. Yeah, I was going to say, what did you talk about? Uh, listen. Was her... she upset? <laughs> she have a choice. Yeah, she was upset. Of course she was upset. <laughs> she can't talk to the man with the mic. And her husband was behind her, and he kept trying to record on his phone <laughs> while I was talking. I was like, dude, don't record. And then... I said, where are you from? And he, he told me Africa. So I started roasting the both of them. And I was like, I started doing his voice. I was like, yeah, I'm going to send this back to my village. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to record this. Yeah. And they will all play it on VHS. So that is all we have in the village. We are still stuck in 1972. <laughs> so I started doing his voice. And then when she started being even more obnoxious, I said, oh, shit, that's why he got to do that. That's his only entertainment because she does all the talking at the crib. <laughs> so his only solace is, is talking to his family <laughs> and sending them entertainment from the U.S. So I made a whole story about their relationship. And again, she asked for it. She stood up. Right. <laughs> I was never even talking to her. <laughs> but I had to do what I had to do. Got to take care of business sometimes. You got to take care of business, he man. It's a part of the business. The firing squad starts with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what are you up to these days? What's on your schedule for right now? Um, I'm moving into producing, writing and producing. That's my passion. That's my. That's what I'm, I have my teeth sunk into. So I've written and I'm developing two shows right now. And there's a possible other one that I'm working on that I didn't develop, but I may be like the writer producer on that so you know i see a lot of people doing different types of shows like the insecures and the atlantas and even before he got into his trouble uh, louis show on fx and i see the tone of these shows and it's it's very similar to how i write mm-hmm. and it just feels very real mm-hmm. so i have some some shows that are in that in that same vein that i'm gonna put out but still gonna do some Stand-up movies yourself. No, for sure. Like, I'm working on my stand-up special right, now. I know you said that. But yeah. After, after that, like, you're going to continue to do so? Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Like, I just did Undercover Brother Brother 2 <laughs> in Atlanta. and I was in Undercover Brother with Eddie Griffin. You were in Undercover they, Brother. They shot it in um, Toronto back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's crazy. So, I, yeah. I just did part two with uh, Michael Jai White. So, if you've seen Black Dynamite, you already know how that's going to <laughs> roll out. Uh, me and Gary Owen did that, and um, your guy. That's my guy. Yeah, Gary's good, good, good guy. So yeah, I'm doing that. Uh, I just shot a Christmas movie for BET. So those are things that I got coming out, but I'm definitely more um, looking to write and produce and right. be cool. in control. You know what I'm saying? That's you got to be excited for your comedy special, though. I mean, I think yeah. that's major, man. Man, listen, I got so much to say. Because <laughs> people, all they know, all they know is the voices, but they right. don't know what my intellect is like. They don't know right. that I I graduated from FSU with honors. You know what I'm saying? Like I have an intellect and I have a, a point of view. That's Fayetteville State on everything. Exactly, make not sure Florida State. Yeah, <laughs> make sure they know. Like, oh, you went to Florida State? You went to Florida nah. State. Florida State. Everybody be like this when they see you. Be like, nah, bro. Off the murk, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I got a lot to say, man. I got a lot to say about a lot of things, and uh, you know, I understand what the line is, but. In my set, I talk about gay people. I talk about straight people. I talk about, you know, church. I talk about everything. That's a good little mix. Racism. I talk about Trump. <laughs> I shit on Trump. What do you have to say about As Trump? As I should. You'll see in the special. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you I gotta, can wait. You got to see it live because I hey, go in. Yeah, you, you got to see it live. It's the whole thing. All right, so when does this come out? How can we watch it? Let everyone know. We'll all be tuned in. It's not even produced yet. Oh, man, that's a long time. I haven't time. even shot it yet, so that's I, I can't even give wait. you no dates. No, it ain't going to be long. It's not going to be long. All right, well, you'll you, see. you got to keep Marlon updated so he can let us he know. He going to know. Well, they got trailers and stuff out now. It's coming out in, like, 2020. Yeah, that's true. That's the most frustrating shit. I know. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to you, yeah. man. That's, that I'll hurts. drop a trailer when my shit comes out, like, in two weeks. Right. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's up on you now. <laughs> man. 
So I want to talk about sports a little bit. Mm-hmm. Other than Marlon, do you have any other connections to basketball or is there a team you follow? Nah, see, I grew up in Germany, so I never identify with any specific team. I'm an army brat. Um, but I, I watch players. I watch, you know, players that have a uh, that thing, that that it factor. You know what I mean? Um, like, I like to watch Kyrie and Steph go at it like they did last night. Mm-hmm. You know, James Harden. Like, just guys with handles. I, I used to watch street ball, so... Yeah. To me, that's the to see those guys that got a little bit that play outside of the the structure of the. Did you hoop your, hoop yourself? Never. <laughs> I'm a waste of six one and black. <laughs> <laughs> I am terrible. VC, when I tell you if if <laughs> if if y'all was picking a team and it was me and him standing on the sideline, you better pick him first. <laughs> so the white like, dude yeah. with the glasses. Hey, they can be like, I got uh, with his glasses. Uh, Let like, him play with his glasses. He's like, he gonna be better than me. Like, there's zero handles. You put it on the ground and you want to kick it, I'll play soccer. Because I grew up in Germany. I could do that. But I got zero ball skills. That's crazy. Pause. (laughs) (laughs) That's warranted. Up there, there, (laughs) Zero. (laughs) They'll they'll give you the pause jokes all day long. Guys, you got anything else for him before we close? Like it's always nah, man, it's man, awesome, man. man. Thanks for coming through. I appreciate yeah, yeah. y'all, man. Thanks for coming appreciate through. you, man. The hotel room studio. That's yeah. how we did yeah. that. You got to get it done. Yeah, we That's keep, ingenuity. We keep it relaxed and comfy. Exactly. Yes, All right. Well, that is it for this episode of Winging It. Don't forget to give us five stars wherever you get your podcast. Five. five. We out. Five.